Welcome to the Postpartum Plan Podcast. I'm your host, Madison Fugere. I'm a certified postpartum doula and pediatric sleep consultant, the owner of Serene Moments, LLC, and a prior nanny and daycare manager. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about everything and anything that comes along with the postpartum period. I want to be your postpartum bestie by offering support, reassurance, and tips and tricks. Many people curate the perfect birth plan, but why not a postpartum plan? Together, we're going to build your postpartum plan because everyone deserves to have the postpartum experience that they want. Hello, hello, everybody. Um, I am super excited to be recording today. Um, I am currently sitting in my office and I'm here today to do a solo episode for you guys. Um, It's been a while and let's just say I'm excited to be sitting down and just kind of chatting. Um, The beginning of this podcast, I really did think that it was going to be a lot of solo episodes um, and kind of just getting in the nitty gritty of all the topics that you guys want to hear. And now here we are, episode 17, and we've had some amazing um, guests join me. I've had the joy of being able to have so many different people, which has been amazing, um, from birth and postpartum stories to professionals coming on and talking about their expertise and helping to educate you guys in tons of different topics. So here we are, episode 17. Um, I am here solo. Um, I have, I didn't have anything lined up for, for this week. I had a couple cancellations and people having to reschedule. And I was like, you know, it's time for another solo episode because the last time we had a solo episode was episode five. Um, when I talked to you guys about what a postpartum doula is. So, I headed over to Instagram. So if you aren't following me there, head over. It's serenemoments.doula. And over there, I put up a question box and I asked you what topics you wanted to hear about. Um, And I had someone suggest that they wanted to hear about sibling room sharing, like tips and tricks on having uh, siblings being the same room. Um, So that came out and it was kind of perfect timing because I've been in talks with um, a sleep client currently who is ending up room sharing their two children. And so I just had my kickoff call with them yesterday, although we've been chatting for the past several months um, before starting this whole process. We were just trying to find the right time. And so it worked out perfectly. I was like, they think that's a great idea. And then after sharing that on the story, that that's what one person said. I had other people reaching out saying, yes, 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 please do this. I had someone saying, oh, you know, I just started doing this yesterday with my kids. Get an episode out as soon as possible. I need all the tips. Um, I've had people reaching out saying this is something that we're going to have to do in the future. So I would really love an episode. So it really kind of took the forefront and all the other topics that I have listed out that I've had listed out for a very long time to do a solo episode on um, kind of hit the back burner. So with all that being said, um, I just want to say first, thank you for listening in. If you've been listening since the start, you are a true original and I appreciate it. Um, it's been a handful of months now doing this and it has been such a blast. Um, I'm recording a handful of more episodes this weekend, so you guys will be getting more collaboration, um, more information, more stories, and less just solo me. So um, if you do like the solo episodes and you have topics that you want to hear, I do have a bunch listed, but I find that 
the episodes can be a bit more fun when there are other people on and you're not just listening to me ramble. So um, <laughs> I, if you have topic ideas or people you want to hear on here, send them my way. But if there are topics that you want to hear me take on solo, also let me know so that when I do have a couple weeks when I don't have, you know, um, some recording set up, I can get you guys some solo episodes on topics that you want to hear solo. With all of that being said, now that I've rambled on with you guys for a few minutes here, um, let's get into it. Let's talk about sibling room sharing. So I really have been thinking about what am I going to talk about? How am I going to give you guys info? Because as I'm sure everyone knows, every child is so different. Every family is so different. And that's really how I approach my sleep training stuff too. Um, so when we talk about room sharing, you know, today's episode isn't going to be this, you know, magic fix to jumping in and, and having your children share a room. Um, it's really going to be about tips and tricks, things that you can do, um, and kind of what I would suggest, um, depending on your situation. So, you know, we want to first start with assessing your family. So if you're going to be putting your children in the same room, you really want to kind of take an eye and, and think about, well, what are my children's personalities like? Um, what are their schedules like is a really big one as well, because not only are they going to be sharing a room for sleeping at bedtime, but they're going to be sharing a room as a whole. Um, so, you know, if, if both of your children are still napping, that's going to make a difference. Um, and that kind of a thing. So we want to think about that. We also want to think about, okay, what room are they going to be in? So if you have an older child that's in a room right now and you're planning to add, say, a younger child that's, uh, I don't know, smaller or in a crib still to that room, you have to also recognize that your older child, that's their space right now. So you have to find a way to be able to communicate and make this transition way too overly exciting so that your older child is more excited to be able to share a room with their younger sibling rather than being, you know, so stressed out and overwhelmed and possibly even frustrated that they now are getting something almost taken away from them, um, especially if their younger sibling is napping more than they are, right? They're going to be in that room with that door closed. Well, your older child is not used to having that door closed. They're used to being able to go into their room, right? So we want to make another safe space for them. So there's lots to kind of talk about here. Um, let's start with the whole sleep training process, all right? So I'm not going to dive deep into any specific sleep training methods here. I will be putting the link for my 30-minute free connection call um, below. I do 30-minute free connection calls for postpartum as well as sleep consulting. Um, during the call, you'll tell me a bit about your issues. We'll chat about how I can help you fix them. And then I'll walk you through how the sleep training process works with me. Um the sleep training process is amazing. I don't have one magic method. I really have many. Um, so if you are looking for somebody to help you figure out how to sleep train your children, um, how to get them in the same room, you're looking for accountability, I really, really suggest checking out the 30-minute call. There's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no like requirement, I guess, to sign up for my services after. It's um, not like you're signing a binding contract, um, but I'm happy to chat. So you can check out that link below. But with all that being said, we want to start with 
assessing their sleep currently. So if you're going to be putting your children in the same room and one of them or either of them are not sleeping independently through the night, then that's where you want to start. So first I suggest if you're putting your younger child in your room with your older, right? We want to assure that your children fall asleep the same way. So if that means that you put your child in bed and you close the door and they put themselves to sleep, great. If that means that you go in and you rub their backs, okay, that's what you do. Like whatever method that it is that you do, they need to be similar because if your older child is used to you putting them to bed, tucking them in and walking out, and now you're putting a younger child in the room who needs to be rocked asleep and placed down asleep, you're going to be confusing your older child because they're going to be thinking, oh my gosh, the baby gets attention, the baby gets to get rocked, and that can cause a bit of a sleep regression for your older child. Similarly, in the other respect, um, if your younger child is put down asleep and now you're going to go walk your older child in and put them to bed, you know, if there's already a a child sleeping in the room, that's going to be a bit complicated. So you want to try and get them to go down around the same time. You want to try and get them to go down the same way. And you want them to not be waking up in the middle of the night because that's when they would wake each other up. So that's kind of where you need to start. If your older child isn't sleeping independently, I suggest starting there. You want that older child sleeping independently, not waking up in the middle of the night if they are already, um, you know, when they're sick or going through growth spurts or things like that. That's a different thing, you know, if they wake up in the middle of the night. But, you know, we don't want them consistently waking up and ending up waking up their sibling. So I say start with your older child. You want to make sure that they are set they are sleeping through the night, they are confident in their sleep, and they're ready to and hyped up to share their room. Then we kind of get to the younger ones. We want to make sure they're sleeping through the night and that they're getting put in a space, right? Um, A big thing that I share with clients is I really do believe that if you're putting a child in their sleep space asleep, that if they're not putting themselves to sleep independently, when they wake up in the middle of the night, they won't be able to fall back to sleep independently. Think about it. Like if you were to fall asleep in your bed and you were to wake up at 2 a.m. and all of a sudden you were in your neighbor's bed and you had no idea where you were, you would freak out. That's what the babies are doing. (laughs) So with that, you know, we really want them to be independent. If they're independent in their sleep, they're going to sleep alone, then they're both ready to be able to share a room. Now, this is a multi-stepped process. Um, Some children have a hard time going into a new sleep space. Um, If your child's young enough, they might be okay. If they're really confident and they're older, they might be okay. But whatever child you're bringing into this new sleep space, it might take them a couple days to get used to it. So there's two things to think of here. Um, For example, with the client that I'm working with right now, we're teaching her younger one to sleep through the night, and then we're going to turn into phase two of having them share a room. So in order to sleep, teach your child how to sleep through the night, I want to do that in that sleep space they're going to end up in. I'm not going to sleep train a baby in their parents' bedroom because one, that's harder. And two, they're then going to have to be switched to a new sleep space. And if they're used to falling asleep and looking around and knowing their surroundings in one bedroom and then you switch them, that can be really overwhelming for a little kid. So we're teaching the younger ones how to fall asleep in whatever sleep space they're going to be in. 
Now, during that time, I will say that it's very complicated, especially if you're teaching the child to sleep through the night and you're going to be in there in the middle of the night. We don't want the older child in there. So if you can have them have a camp out in the living room or sleep in your room or go to a in-laws or grandparents or family members, that's a great option so that you can assure that the younger child is sleeping comfortable in their space and is ready to share that room. So then we get into phase two, right? We are now both sleeping through the night. We're both falling asleep in a similar manner. We're both falling asleep around the same time. And when it comes to around the same time, I mean, most children are sleeping anywhere between 11 and 12 hours in a night. Um, And then the younger children are making up for those extra hours of sleep that they need through their naps. So you you should be able to put them down and get them up around similar times. So now we get into phase two. We're going to be putting your older child back in the room with your younger child in that room now. This is where it gets a little dicey at times um, because depending on your older child's age, their cognitive development, their understanding, and just their personalities, um, this is when things are so, so, so different from family to family. You may have a child that's extremely smart, that loves their sibling, that loves their sleep, and they could care less that there's another child in the room um, and they'll just go to sleep. You might have a child who's very, very inquisitive and wants to see what their sibling's doing. You might have a child who is a bit more of a jealous child and to no fault their own are trying to get in the crib or act like a baby in order to get your attention in the way that their sibling is. So you're going to get a lot of different reactions depending on your child's personality. Um, I will say that if possible, depending on your children's age gap, typically around three years old is when the cognitive um, click kind of happens where children are able to understand that cause and effect. They're able to understand a bit of bribery in a way as well, which can be really, really beneficial to this process. So both of your child are slept trained, they're going to sleep, but if your older child is now sharing a room and you're worried they're going to wake up their sibling or they're going to do this or they're going to do that, you really need to hype up this situation. I'm talking setting up a new bedroom, getting them excited. Maybe they get a new blanket or a new stuffed animal or a new toy, Um, you know, hyping them up and telling them they're such a big kid. They're going to show their younger sibling how to sleep in this room because their younger sibling doesn't know this room. Um, You know, I'm talking about sticker charts and reward systems. I'm talking about, you know, different things like that. Whatever incentivizes your child is what you want to be utilizing in that time. Because you want your child to be able to be excited about this new change um, and ideally still be sleeping through the night and not having any type of sleep regression. Um, The first few nights may be a little bit more difficult or more challenging. um, Being able to understand that there's another child in the room, especially if they're both at talking ages, they might want to talk a little bit. Just leave them be. Um, let them do their thing. They will fall asleep and I promise they will make up for that sleep that they miss. Um, and that's kind of where, where that lands. There are great, uh, tools that you can use. Also, I apologize. I keep saying, um, today, I don't have any notes for this episode. I'm just kind of going at it. So yeah, but there are tons of tools that you can use. You can utilize, which one of my favorites is the hatch sound machine. Because it connects to your phone, you can turn the different colors, the different sounds and whatnot. 
And so with that, I really love the idea of the okay to wake clock, especially for older children. If their siblings awake, they're often going to be like, oh, I want to get out of bed. I want to go do things, right? But by utilizing something like an okay to wake clock where when it's red, it means they stay in bed. And when it's maybe yellow, they get to see their sibling and play in the room quietly. And then when it's green, they get to come out. Or you can just, for younger children, do just red and green because that's a lot easier. Um, I like the hatch because if your child is expected to get up at 7.30 and they get up at 7 and they walk out of the room, you walk them right back into that room. You close that door. You shell them that they need to wait till it's green. Now, if your is your clock is... um set to turn green at 7.30, but it's now 7 o'clock, that's a long time for a child to wait. But we want them to understand the reasoning and the understanding of when it's green, I get to leave my room. So giving them maybe two to five minutes of it being red and then manually turning it green from your phone is then going to give them the opportunity to come out of the room and say it's green and be very, very excited, which is huge for their confidence. So, you know, with those types of things, I really do love that as an opportunity. So that's kind of what we talk about when, we, when we're talking about sleep training and share, room sharing, right? But now we kind of need to dive into the naps and the awake side of it, right? The older child is now going to be sharing their room. They are losing their individualized safe space. They are now sharing things, which can be very hard for children. I mean, it's hard for adults too. I, I, I totally get it. Um, and so what we need to do is be able to find a special place that they can still have space of their own, whether that be in their room, but I also suggest something outside of the room. If your younger child is napping more and they're going to be in that room with the door closed and the older child isn't going to be able to be in there, I strongly suggest having some sort of basket of toys or something special that the older child really likes to do or play with that's only allowed to come out when their younger child is sleeping. I mean, I'm sure that you can think about a toy that's in your house that you really don't want your little one around, whether it be Legos or <laughs> things with small pieces. Um, I'm sure your older child has something that they would love to play with without their sibling there. So that's a great thing that can get them kind of excited. If they're both napping, we want to try to align their nap times. I do say that getting them to fall asleep on their own is the first struggle, is the first thing that clicks. Then sleeping through the night is the next thing that clicks. And nap times click last. Um, that's due to their melatonin production of all children, all people. Um, it's much easier to fall asleep at nighttime when your melatonin production is up because of your circadian rhythm, which is your 24-hour clock. Now, if they're going down for a nap, it's bright out, it's trickier, it can be brighter in the room, which we want to make sure that, you know, it's not as, it's as dark as possible, but that's tricky. Um, and so it makes it a bit more complicated. So finding a way to, you know, understand that the nap times may take a bit longer to click, um, and that's totally okay. And kind of, you know, recognizing that and acknowledging that. So yeah, really, really kind of getting things excited, um, getting your older child comfortable with sharing and excited to share, um, and then having something special that's still theirs so that they feel like it's not all focused on their younger sibling. Now, 
all of this is, like I said at the beginning, suggestions and ideas, but it truly is going to be different from child to child and family to family. Um, The information I'm giving you is kind of just a basis, basics to start. Wow, I can't speak this morning. Um, And depending on your family and your children, you're going to have to adjust. Um, But like I said, if you are looking for more support, I am happy to listen to all the things that you have to say um, and support you guys with individualized, specialized sleep plans, kickoff calls, wrap-up calls, and my virtual support programs, which can be found in the show notes below. Um, If you have other questions that you just want to send along, feel free to head over to Instagram. Let me know. Um, I hope that this helped. I hope you enjoyed my solo episode. I know they're not typically as entertaining as with everybody else on here, but I try to keep them a little bit shorter so you can kind of follow along. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I will be speaking with you all soon, and I hope you have been enjoying the episodes thus far, and you will hear some more people coming up soon. So have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Postpartum Plan Podcast. It is a pleasure to be your postpartum bestie, and I hope to have you back for another episode soon. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. If you're interested in more information related to today's podcast or are looking for additional support in a postpartum doula or sleep consultant, you can find my information in the show notes or online at serenemomentsdoula.com.